Yo, I'm Will Blackman, and this is Upsets and Underdogs, presented by WinBet. Week 7 was nuts. Jamar Chase and the Bengals embarrassed the Ravens. Carson Wentz and the Colts beat the Niners on the road in freezing rain, which is the worst weather in the world. And you're probably asking yourself, are the Chiefs dead in the water? In today's Upsets episode, we'll discuss all these games, break down what happened, and dig into what we can learn from it all. Uh, plus, this Friday, we're bringing you the next installment of our Underdog Tale series, um, where we'll tell you the stories of some of the biggest upsets in sports history. Our next episode in this series dives into the journey of the 2011 St. Louis Cardinals. With about a month left in the season, the Cardinals had a 1,001 shot to make the playoffs, but they fought back and not only made the playoffs, but managed to win it all. Listen on Friday to hear how they did it. This show is brought to you by WinBet. Week 7 is in the books, and there's still plenty of time to get in on the action. So right now, download the WinBet app and start winning today. WinBet offers unique markets like NFL yardage leaders and who will be the last team to be undefeated, team exact win totals, and a ton more. Plus, new users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $1, win $100 offer. If you bet just $1, you can win a free $100 bet on almost any sport. NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, college football, UFC, boxing, and more. And they're offer, also offering a 200% wager match up to $1,500. Uh, for all the details on offers, download WinBet app now and set the odds in your favor. Offer so that you change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. A wonderful weekend, an interesting weekend. And of course, to uh, reel it all in, I got to bring in my dog, Lamb. Lamb, what's good, man? How you doing, buddy? Well, what's going on, man? I'm feeling good. It was a nice week seven across the board. Can't complain. You won't hear none from me. (laughs) That's impossible. That's impossible not to complain. It was interesting because especially the early games, there were a lot of beatdowns, like Mm -hmm. just straight slaughterhouse. Um, it, It was interesting, man. That's the crazy thing about football. It's just you... You just you just never know. It's you just never know, right? Any given Sunday. That's why I can't wait to get into the games we're gonna talk about today because this weekend was wild. So uh let's start things off by reviewing our picks from last week. Here is how we stand. I went two and one this week. So I picked the Ravens, which is interesting. We'll talk about that. I picked the Raiders and Colts. My underdog of the week was the Colts, so I'm four and three so far this season. Uh, my favorite pick of the week was the Bengals. And again, I'll talk about that, why I thought they had the best chance. So I'm five and two on my favorite picks. Um, my overall record is 12 and 15. So I am creep, 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 creeping up. Lamb, how'd you do this week? Two and one on the week. Hit the Colts. I agreed with you on the underdog play of the week. So I'm five and two on my dogs this year. Favorite pick was the Packers minus eight and a half. Got me to three and four on the year, and I'm 14 and 13 on the year. And, Will, fun fact, people could have made some money this weekend if they listened. I'm telling you, man. You know what? It's going to happen. We're going <laughs> to. You and I both agreed on the Colts. Your favorite pick was the Bengals plus six and a half. Mine was the Packers. A $100 wager when you $884 on the WinBet app. It's nice. It's about half my you, rent, man. Will. I'm, that's what I'm saying, man. People. 
All right, they're gonna find out. They're gonna, they're gonna find out. I'm, I'm gonna put this out there and let them know. Listen, people, you could have made some dough. All right, so let's jump into our upset breakdown. Uh, we're gonna dig into the biggest upsets of week seven, and then we'll crown our upset of the week. Game one, Titans plus one seventy five over the Chiefs. They won twenty seven to three. You hear that, people? Three. Three points. Um, of course, Derrick Henry, he dominated. Yes, he only had 86 yards, but it was how he got those 86 yards. First of all, he threw a touchdown pass. Let's start off with that. But he was just, it's just physical abuse. Um, when I saw Julio Jones sign uh, this offseason uh, with with Tennessee, I was like, gosh, him, A.J. Brown, and Derrick Henry should go out for the coin toss because those are just some big, they're like monsters. Big dudes, man. Um, of course, speaking to AJ Brown, he went off with eight catches for 133 and a TD. Um, Kevin Bayard, again, just constantly showing you why he's a premier safety in this league. It's, if it's not an interception, he's going to knock the ball out one way or another. He's just a playmaking guy. He's always there, knows what to do. And these are two outstanding back-to-back wins by the Titans. I, I said it last week, man. I'm like, look, that Bills win is Tennessee putting everyone on notice, letting them know, like, okay, guys, <laughs> like, it's time for some big boy football. And then the Chiefs, man, like, Mahomes throws an, another pick in, in six straight games. Um, before we get into deeper analysis for this game, what are some gambling takeaways from this game, man? Well, well, real quick, as a former DB, do you know the the history between Kevin Byard and one Deion Sanders, the Twitter exchange that was made famous a couple of years ago? Yeah, he he forgot who he was. That's all he didn't. He didn't. Deion wasn't paying attention to football that much, so he called him. He called him, <laughs> he called him a fan back in the day. <laughs> yeah, anytime I see him make a play, that's the first thing I think of. And dude's been balling, man. He's been balling. He's one of the premier safeties I think in the league. So the Chiefs scored fewer than ten points. And now Mahomes game since he became the starter. Chiefs closed as big favorites. Yesterday the favorites went seven and five against the spread, eight and four straight up. The Chiefs were not in that discussion, Will. And you're right, Titans now two big wins as home underdogs versus perennial AFC powers. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. Um yeah, it's it's big boy football. It's you know, when in doubt, that's what it is. But the biggest question, too, was I was so curious about this Tennessee defense, and they definitely showed up, man. So it's it's funny. It's funny when you see these things. It's like, okay, you know, this reminds me of the Rams, right? What happened to the Rams? You know, how come they just fell apart? Right now, what's going on with the Chiefs? And what's wrong with the Chiefs? I almost feel like I'm going to go back to the Rams. When the Rams were hot in, what was it, 2017 it was? When the Rams were hot then, what, were, what year was that before I go? It was 18. It was the year it was after, 18. yeah. Was it 18? Yeah, it was the girly, would have won MVP, yeah, but they Mick sat Bay, him the last Mick couple. Yeah, got there in 17, I believe it Yeah. Was. So, yeah. So, right, because New England went that year. So, mm-hmm. when the Rams were hot that season, it was like, man, how can they be stopped? No one can figure out this young, explosive offense. And then... They played the Bears. And when they went to Chicago, they blitzed the heck out of Goff. Straight lit them up, annihilated them, embarrassed them. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, 
they just put the blueprint out on how to stop this team. And then granted, you know, Gurley wasn't healthy either. That was a big deal. But still, how do you get after this offense? You would blitz the heck out of Goff and make and force his hand. So then the Super Bowl came. Allow situational master Bill Belichick sends the house, sends the house, forces the hand, ends up winning the Super Bowl. I look at the Chiefs. Okay, they they play Tampa in the Super Bowl. Tampa puts a blanket over the entire offense and is forcing you to drive the football down the field, taking away all your explosive plays. And we talked about it earlier this year in our, I forget which episode it was, but listen, if you take away Tyreek and Travis Kelsey, those explosive plays, you got a chance. Mm. And teams are doing that. They're putting a blanket over the secondary, I mean, over the uh, the receivers, over the offense, and they're rushing Mahomes, making him run around trying to make crazy throws. And that's what they're doing and forcing their hand. And what's mind-boggling to me is you have all your receivers are punt returners, right? Which means what? Just get them, get them the ball. They can get yak. Travis Kelsey has shown that he could he can take a screen 80 yards down the field. You know what I'm saying? So there's nothing wrong with being pedestrian, taking a profit, and moving down the field. You have guys that can get yards after the catch. And sure, you know, these crazy throws is what made Mahomes great. But also, too, it's sometimes, man, it's like, look, if it's not there, it's not there. Because the the best teams, right, the, when it comes to, like, the dynasty, the best teams, you figure it out. I can tell, I can tell, I can say KC can check it down, blah, blah, blah. And, and maybe, you know, I know teams get arrogant and they're like, look, we're going to do what we do. This is what got us here. We're going to do what we do. That's fine. You can do what you do. But teams have film. Teams are watching you. So you can do what you do, but you better have a change up of some way that's still within your identity. I look at the New England Patriots when they when they were the dynasty. They did what they did, but you know what they did? They took whatever your weakness was and they exposed it every single week. Every single week. They found out what you weren't good at and they exposed it. And once they exposed it, then they got to what they did. You know what I'm saying? Like they might get into, they may look like they're an 11 personnel, but really they got like three Titans in the game. Or they may have two running backs in the game. It's situational. And that's why they were able to figure it out. You know, I spoke to several players who may have had one, ex, one amazing season. And I'm like, okay, guess what? They got film on you now. So how do you, how do you get ahead of them? You know, it's like you self-study yourself. So I just feel like that's, Right now, everyone is kind of has the blueprint on the Chiefs, and it's still early in the year, so it's time for them to figure out. And, and I'm like, and let's not, you know, ignore the fact that defense is horrible right now. So, <laughs> so. yeah, I want to, Will, I want to, I want to put you on the spot, play a little game here. So you know what every NFL fan does when the schedule first comes out? We play win loss, win loss. Now I want you to remove yourself from being a grizzled vet in the game and think of it as a fan. Think of it of what you know about the Chiefs. I'm gonna rattle off the rest of the schedule and I want you just to rapid fire give me win loss on every game that I read off to you. How's that? All right. All right. So we got home Monday night against the Giants. Oh, win. Home Green Bay. That is a loss. At Vegas Raiders. That is also a loss. 
Home Cowboys. That's a loss. <laughs> Bye week. Then we got home Broncos, home Raiders. Win win. We got at the Chargers Thursday night football. Um, in LA, that that would be a win. Okay, Steelers home at Bengals. Um, that will be a win versus Steelers. Uh, that will also be, um, man, Bengals. I think Bengals win that game. Ooh, spicy, spicy. And close out the year at Denver. Yeah, they beat Denver. Okay. So right now, the Chiefs are three and four. You give them one, two, three, four, five, six more wins. That brings them to nine and eight on the will, uh, on the year, Will. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's enough for them to make the playoffs? It could be. I believe it is. I, I Because so many teams are good, it's, it's so even. I think they could. So that puts them at a, actually a perfect spot where they could make it and they could miss it. You know, um, if they don't make any moves this week, you know, I think, you know, Marlon Mack is an attractive trade. I would I would do Marlon Mack for McCole Hardman straight up. I would do that. I would do that straight up. I would call the coach like, here, you can have this speedster and give us your running back. Marlon Mack, he's a starting running back in this league. Obviously, he's not going to be the guy anymore because Jonathan Taylor took over and Nehemiah Hines is the guy. But yeah, I would do mm-hmm. that. Because that's, I think 98 is, that's, that's the kind of team they are right now. They're a nine and eight team, straight up. Mahomes is not playing well. Offensive line is not playing well. The whole defense is not playing together. So that's fair. That's a fair assessment for sure. All right. Speaking of the Colts, let's get into upset number two. The Colts plus 170 over the 49ers. They won um, an interesting, sloppy, crazy game in the worst weather ever. They won 30. To 18. This is interesting because I'm like, this is the easiest one to pick for an upset because we don't even know who the 49ers are. And right now the Colts, they're they're getting their guys back. You know, it's like Carson's healthy. Carson's a better quarterback. Jonathan Taylor's lighting it up. Uh, The defense is kind of finding, you know, their their groove a little bit. I know T.Y. came back and he was out um, Monday night, but I think they were getting to a groove. Um, and so that's why I thought that was the attractive pick to pick them as the upset. Jonathan Taylor, again, over 110 yards from scrimmage. Uh, he's he's dope, man. He's a he ran 10-5 in high school, I believe it was. So that's why he's such a home run hitter. Um, Debo Samuel continues to show why you need to get him the rock. Um, he joins Jerry Rice, Dwight Clark as the only 49ers players since 1970 with 50 reception yards in each of his first six games, uh, each of the team's first six games. And also Eliza Mitchell, he started off hot, man. I was such a big fan um, when I watched his film. When I saw the pick, I was like, huh, that's an interesting pick. Let me go watch film on us, dude. And I was like, oh, no, I think he runs like a 4-3 and he was legit. He kind of reminded me of like an Arian Foster type of runner back. And I thought he'd be perfect uh, for that style because Arian ran well in, in that office too. I believe it was like Kubiak calling the place. Um, yeah, so... Right now, Kyle Shanahan is thirty-one to thirty-nine. Um, it's it's weird because Niners, they're, they're it's always like something is happening to them. They always they're like always right there in the thick of it, but it's so they they're dealing with so much adversity all over the place. Even that one 
challenge that they had when Jonathan Taylor made way past the first down and fumbled the ball, but it was still way beyond the first down. And it's like, why would you challenge something like that? Why would you sacrifice timeout when it's clearly not a big issue? So uh, before we dive deeper into this game, what are some of your gambling takeaways, sir? The Colts were the most heavily wagered underdog pick of the week. A lot of money coming in on the Colts. A lot of straight up money line picks on the Colts. Will we talked about this last week? How Sunday night football, Monday night football. When there's an underdog and it's a popular one, it is bad for the books. Colts winning outright, pretty dominant fashion once they took the lead. And Will, I want to ask you one thing about Kyle Shanahan. This is now the fourth time under Shanahan that they have started 500 or worse through six games. Remember, they had a bye week also. Sure. The lone exception is when they went to the Super Bowl. It's been, it seems like it's been bad for the Niners for a while now with that Band-Aid of the 2019 season covering up the wound. Are we sure he's as great of a coach as we make him out to be? I think I think he is a good coach in terms of by design, right? I think he's really good in terms of X's and O's. And so th- this reminds me of this, right? I, I had coaches who were really good in terms of the schematics, right? They designed good defensive sh- uh, schemes and strategies, but they weren't that great as individual coaches. You know what I'm saying? Like really understanding their players overall. And but then you also have coaches who may not be great at like design schematics, but they really understood like how to coach each individual player. Shanahan, I think he's great in terms of like the schemes. Right. But I don't you know, again, I'm not around him. I'm from the outside. I don't know his relationship with all the players. But in terms of like being able to maximize and get the most out of every single person, I, I don't know where he stands with that. So I think he is a good coach. I think he is definitely a head coach in the, in this uh, in the National Football League. But in terms of like being able to maximize all these players, I don't know if he has that. You know, um, I, I love the fact. I love how Debo just keeps going off um, yeah. because. When they played Kansas City in the Super Bowl, I was like, Debo was going berserk. And then they stopped giving him the football. Uh, especially when you have a guy like that who's young, who's strong, who's explosive. You got to give him the ball. And then still, you got Ayuk on the field, and he's not even touching the football. You're not even trying to find ways to get him started. Sure, you ran a reverse. But outside of that, just like nothing. You know, why is he even starting? Why is he even out there if you're not going to try to get him involved? So guess what? When teams play the Niners, they don't, they don't even account for him really. It's like, we're going to stop the run, which they did. We're going to try to contain Debo, which they couldn't. And so I, I just think sometimes when you're really good at schematics, you can outcoach yourself. You know, I think my coach would always say paralysis by analysis. So it's interesting, man, to see how this team figures it out. You know, they have tons of talent. Guys are guys are playing hard individually. That's why they're in games because they have they have the players around. But it's like, man, how can these coaches maximize the players' abilities and put them in the best uh position to succeed? You know, and then obviously it doesn't help when you you're switching quarterbacks. You don't know who's who and what's going on. That's obviously a big, big issue. Yeah, and they have been cursed by injuries. It seems like every year they're just losing guys left and right. But I also just think from from a draft perspective, like they trade up to get Dante Pettis. 
he's no longer on the team. Ayuk, like you said, I know he was a very trendy second-year leap guy, right, in fantasy. You always hear about that. The year three breakout with Debo, that's coming into fruition now. But then you look a little further back, like Solomon Thomas no longer there. Ruben Foster, he had all his issues off the field. He's off the team, another first-round pick. And it's like, you know, you're losing your first-round picks. They're no longer on your team. Trey Lance, you trade up to get him. And, like, look, I'm not bailing on Trey Lance, but – a lot of people were talking up the Niners as a Super Bowl contender coming into the year. And you make this pick for Trey Lance, who the dude is just not ready. Like, I think right. when he started his first game, that was his first start in 18 months. So it's it's hard to just throw him into the wolves and especially in this division, too. Right. I feel like I feel like sometimes, man, it's like a, it's like a cap situation. It's like, man, let's get it. Let us get a young quarterback because we're, Ooh, we're trying to nice. build this team. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's like we want to get a young guy. He's there. It's going to allow us to build this team around. Who knows what they're probably getting ready for next year. You know what I'm saying? Don't even know. But in terms of like the injuries, it's, but that's again, like I mentioned with the Browns, this is where coaching comes into play. This is where front office comes into play. You know, you look at Baltimore, they got what damn near 20 guys on injury reserve. They lost everybody week one. You know what I'm saying? Um, everyone. They, they, they lost Ronnie Stanley last week. So um, I just feel like that's, that's where it comes into play. Okay, upset number three, Giants. The Giants plus one thirty five over the Panthers. They end up winning twenty five to three. Uh, this is interesting, man, because way back when we were talking, like who's for real and who's not, right? This is when the Panthers were undefeated, the Broncos were undefeated, and then both of them just just fell apart. You know, Sam Darnold, maybe he's. That's my dog, but maybe he's allergic to MetLife. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe he went back up there and was like, oh, shoot. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the ghosts you, are back. That's what I'm, the ghosts are back. Jimmy Hoffa's back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> maybe that was the case. They, they said he's buried under the Meadowlands. I need to be careful in case they're watching this because we are, you know, Vegas sports book. Anyhow, um, <laughs> Sammy D gets benched. Um, and, it, uh, you know, it's funny listening to Matt rule after the game, he's like, look, man, like he's still our guy. There's nothing to it. He just wasn't playing well. So we had a, you know, we had to make a change. I know, I know my quarterback has taken enough. He's taken enough of a beating. So let's get him out of there. Let's see what, you know, PJ has or what have you. Um, Yeah. So it's wild, man. When he had a 90 plus uh, rating or higher, you know, they were undefeated. Anytime he went under, you know, he was 0 and 4. I, I think that stands out. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I like certain analytics, but this one's, it's, it's it's proven right here. The chief, the uh, the Giants defense played well and as and I feel like they should have. I I think their secondary is definitely underachieving. I was excited about their secondary coming into the season because I thought they had some like solid, like really smart veterans who are who are still really athletic back there. And I understand like oh you can't cover forever. You need a pass for us. Blah blah blah. But I still feel like they're 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 really smart where they can find ways to to do that. And again, I don't know what they're calling defensively to find ways to highlight their players, but there's there's ways to do that. And they they showed up yesterday in outstanding fashion. Um, you know, we're not speaking to Carolina, we're not getting much action for Robbie Anderson. And then yeah, CMC. I mean that is that is a huge deal. But I felt like with with Chuba. And Sam, they were they were playing well. You know, they were playing well despite not having him there. But of course, when you're when your best player, not just your best player, but arguably the best running back, um, outside of obviously Derrick Henry right now is is not playing. That's a huge, huge issue. Um, so 
Lamb, gambling takeaways, get to it. What do you got? The last 13 games the Giants have played, nine of them have gone under the game total. There's a running trend that with Jason Garrett, they have not surpassed 30 or more points in a single game with him as the offensive coordinator. Daniel Jones finally covers a game at home, Will. He was 4-12 and 12 in his <laughs> career at MetLife. Another guy who just had bad vibes at MetLife, apparently. He was one of 69 quarterbacks with at least 10 head starts since 2010. His record was 68th against the spread. So nice to get on the good side there. And I got to ask you, Will. Well, speaking of Pennis, Pennis finally showed up for the yeah. Giants. I'm, I, I'm so... I know Dante since he was like 13 years old, right? Because he's he's from where where I live, and I've got to know him. And he's he was like he's like he's like Devontae Adams without the strength. Like he's he's that he's that athletic, you know what I'm saying? And like you mentioned, what happened in San Fran? What happened in San Fran? Like he. Out, you know, probably the best punt returner in college football history. You know what happened in San Fran, and then he goes to New York. I know he's like diehard OBJ, so he got that thirteen. He's so excited, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, finally, finally is, is making plays, throwing, throwing a you know a nice pass to Daniel. Almost got him killed. Uh, that's why when he was he was celebrating, I'm like, dude, you almost got your quarterback blasted, dude. Actually, he did get blasted, <laughs> <laughs> and then end up scoring a touchdown. So. Just want to get that in there, uh, but go ahead. What were you going to say? I wanted to ask you, how do you feel about Daniel Jones? Because I do feel like the Giants are in a weird situation right now because he's in year three, a lot of chaos around him. There were a lot of question marks coming into the year, but he seems to not be turning the ball over as much as he was. That was the big issue that you had. What is what is your assessment of Daniel Jones? And are you a fan of his? Do you think this is something the Giants can build upon moving forward? And and please be gentle on your breakdown. No, no, I have I have nothing bad about. It. I feel like no, no, seriously, I feel like Daniel Jones is in a similar situation when Tannehill was in Miami. They 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 remind me of, they're, they're like similar. I think they remind me of each other. Really athletic quarterbacks, uh, but just in interesting situations. And this is again where it comes down to coaching, organizations, situations. Sometimes it's like that. Maybe. Maybe it is a change of pace needed for Daniel Jones. Maybe it is a change of scenery within the organization. You know what I'm saying? Um, something something like that. Because I think like when he does show what he can do, you're like, damn, this is it. But then you're like, man, he's – then you see situations where he is turning the football over and, and trying to do too much. I think he is a good football player. I think he is a good quarterback. Uh, you know, you do want to see consistency, but I, I believe, you know, I believe he can eventually be that guy. I think it's going to take him a minute in terms of like, he's not going to get that big deal for a few years um, con- contract wise. But, you know, like, again, you, you have to always look at the situation when it comes mm-hmm. to a player. You can't just be like, oh, he's he's trash. He's garbage. He's done. We need to move on and find somebody else. You have to look at the overall picture because the overall picture does matter. It does matter. And the reason why I bring that up, because everyone was done with Tannehill. It was like, there ain't no way he's about to do anything. And then he goes to Tennessee and, you know, ends up lighting it up, getting the deal and and being the guy, you know. So I look at it like that in terms of his situation um, with Daniel Jones. So, yeah, I have I have nothing bad to say. It's just when you see him. When you see a quarterback like him throw for 400 yards, 
You know what I'm saying? That's not it's not an accident. Like he's he's mm-hmm. able to do that. But it does it doesn't help when all your receivers are injured. Right. Your running back is injured. That doesn't help. You know what I'm saying? And to still to still pull off a win despite all that stuff. That's where it's impressive. All right. I like what I hear there. I like what I hear there. I appreciate it. <laughs> I told you. I'm not that dude. I'm not that guy, man. Like I'm not, I'm not the hot take, like talk trash about players. Like I don't do that. I don't, that's not my style, man. I don't, I, I love to, my style is I like to edu- educate the consumer and, and be real. Like if someone's not doing well, then you can say someone's not doing well, but then explain how they can why? get better. Explain why. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I would never straight up be like, man, this guy is is not good. You know what I'm saying? Um that's even though I did call the, the Chiefs defense trash earlier, but that's due to that's due to miscommunication. They're just not on the same page at all. There's no chemistry. There's none. Boom. See, I gave you my analysis on the defense. I <laughs> see how I snuck that in there. All right. So this show is brought to you by WinBet. We wrapped up week seven of the NFL season. So what are you waiting for? Download the WinBet app and start winning today. You need to download the app and listen to us and win because we tried to make you some damn money last week and you guys didn't want to listen. So guess what? Download the app, okay? And listen to me and Lamb. Plus, new users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $1 win $100 offer. Super easy. If you bet just one dollar okay that's four bags of chips one dollar you can win free one hundred dollar bet on almost any sport nfl nba nhl mlb college football ufc boxing and more and what's great is those are all happening right now we are in the thick of it this is like this is the season where all these sports happen at once so embrace it make some dough and they're also offering a 200 percent wager match up to fifteen hundred dollars so lamb do you see anything you like on the WinBet app this week? Yeah, I like this feature of building your own bet. And there's a monster Thursday night football game on the horizon between the Packers and the Cardinals, yes, potentially indeed. for the top seed in the NFC. And I like this game to be high scoring. I think both of these quarterbacks are going to put up some points. You got stud wide receivers all over the place. I'm looking at the over for the Packers team total and for the Cardinals, as well as just taking the game to go over the total of 53 points. Yeah, and a, a key note about that, uh, defensive coordinator Joe Barry has tested positive for COVID right now. So keep an eye on that to see if he will be there for that game. Um, offer something to change. Terms conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Let's get into our upset of the week. Um, our upset of the week was the Bengals plus six and a half, um, plus two hundred thirty over the Ravens, forty-one to seventeen. <laughs> Beatdown, Will. Absolute I listen. Li- that's okay. That's what's crazy. I I was like, okay, this potential upset. You know, I could see it happening. Um, maybe back and forth, but this wasn't even close. Those Bengals came through and straight mopped them. Bengals team's legit. This is, I'm telling you, man, Joe, Joe Burrow is like his his energy, his aura, his swag is a big 
deal. I don't think, I'll tell you right now, Joe Burrow definitely has that Tom Brady swag. Mm. Let you know that right now. Where he showed up and it's like, man, everyone just, they just feel it. They just feel his energy and they just want to do right by Joe Burrow. You know what I'm saying? Like he he gets along with every single person on the team. He 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 knows all the lingos. He's in. He's up to date. He just knows everything. I, I, he has that type of energy, man. And um, yeah, and you just see it all over the place. I mean, even Samaj P. Ryan came through with a long run. He wasn't even healthy, and he went off. So now you got the two Oklahoma running backs going off. You got all the receivers. You got you know tight ends going berserk. Mm-hmm. And then on defense, these guys are just strapping. It's it's um uh, it's impressive, man. It's it's overall they're doing they're doing outstanding, man. Um, it's it's just crazy. So what? <laughs> talk to me about this game. What did you learn, man? What did we learn, dude? I'm I was this was so to pull the curtain back a little bit. Uh, my friends and I were talking about this week seven game, this week seven slate. And I said, you know what? This is the kind of slate where you tell the plus one, you know what? Let's do brunch today because there's not many games that are going to be enjoyable. This one was one of the games I was most looking forward to, Will, because I thought it was a litmus test for the Bengals to see if you are legit. I feel as if they were legit now leaving this game. I feel as if they are a serious threat. I was looking at the Bengals will for next season. Exactly. I was too. You know what I'm saying? Like you got all the pieces intact, right? Joe Burrow still on that rookie contract. Like you were, you were playing to before and building around him, but man, they're here now and we got to take them serious. And the, as far as the Tom Brady thing, I felt the same way because there were moments in that game where it felt like they were going to leave the door open for the Ravens to come back. And bro, I was like, no, 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 I got this third and eight. No draw plays. We're throwing it to Jamar. We're throwing it to T Higgins and we're getting first downs and continuing to just pile up on them. Stepped on their throats. Oh, I think will best win a team has had all season. You said the best win a team has had all season. Yeah. Think about this. Also, the last four times the Ravens have played the Bengals. Annihilation. They've lost by a combined 20 five points per game under Zach Taylor. And you go in there, everybody's loving the Ravens. Right. Just beat the, you beat the Chargers. This is your rival. This is a team that stomped you out. And you go in there and you shut the lights off on them in Baltimore too, which is a tough place to play as well. Well, shout out to Haley because she was like, I'm not betting AFC North games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was, this is why, right? <laughs> this is, well, this is exactly why. You just, you just don't know. Um, but this is, this is great, man. I just, I'm not, I am not concerned about the Ravens. I think mm. this was that, this was the Baltimore game where they were like, all right, maybe we did underestimate what's going on. You know, maybe, maybe we didn't realize how really, how good Jamar Chase really is. You know, people keep sleeping on Joe Mixon. Like he is a top five back every time he shows up. And then Joe Burrow yeah. is Joe Burrow is, is is the he is he is as advertised. He is as advertised. Um, I I saw like one game last year and I was like, dog. I was like, Cincy fans, you guys are in good hands for a long time. You guys are <laughs> you got you got the next guy. 
and it's it's different man it's the it's the efficacy it's what he does he just gives he just gives off this like energy like it's all good we can go through whatever it's all good not worrying about it and bagel fans i told you don't worry about jamar chase we're gonna talk about jamar chase i got something for you guys told you don't worry about it penny sue we gotta get no 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 this guy special man this guy okay you take obj you take you know jarvis landry uh, little Justin Jefferson in there. Boom. Jamar Chase. He's dope. <laughs> yeah. And just th- think about, think about like, you know, s- sometimes we're so close to the topic that we don't realize just how obvious something might be. You look at what them two did together at LSU and you say to yourself, Hey, the quarterback that he was with in college that they broke all the records is in Cincinnati. They're going to draft him, and he's going to be the number one wide receiver. It was right there. Well, it was right there for us. And you were on it, though, man, but, the, for, uh, no, for a while and, now. But in their defense, though, they were like, well, I get it. He just came off an ACL injury. Very da, true. Da, da, da. But how did he tear his ACL? Not because the protection was bad. His own guy fell into him. Hmm. It wasn't because he was. I mean, he he. No, he, there were some games he was getting blasted. I'll, I'm, I'll keep yeah. on it. Like he was, he did get beat up last year. But come on, man, the ball's gonna come out because his homeboy's gonna be wide open. That's how you protect himself. Cool, man. So that's it for today's show. Next episode, we will be previewing Week Eight games. We'll have a special guest. You'll see who it is, and we're gonna make some new picks. This has been Upsets and Underdogs presented by WinBet. Do not forget to subscribe, okay? Subscribe, throw us a rating and review and tell your friends. You can find me at Will Blackman on all socials, all of it, okay? Nick, where can they find you? At Nick Day is 10 on all social media as well. Very nice. All right, catch you next time. 